Welcome to Coles on the Coast, the podcast where we talk about riding the waves of sustainability, sustainability, preparedness, and living a small homestead life. My name is Jessica, and today it's just me. Charlie's not feeling too well, so I'm going to be doing solo. If you hear the kids in the background, it's because they're always nearby. It's a little... It's a little noisy today. There's a ton of pl- airplanes and stuff. And the roosters are going nuts. So there's going to be a lot of background noise today, guys. Sorry about that. So, things that have been happening on our homestead. I thought we'd do a homestead happenings today. Just a short, quick one. Updates and things like that. We were able to get our AC fixed. By fixed, I mean replaced. We kept going back and forth about what to do with it. Um, We did have a home warranty program, but we were not comfortable with the plan of action that they had chosen to help us with and or the people that they were going to have work on it. We did not feel comfortable having them in our home or working on our air conditioner. So we found another company that was able to get us a much better price on a whole new inside and outside unit. So now we shouldn't have to worry about a new air conditioner for hopefully 10 years or more. Um, we did have to get a personal loan from a family member and we're working that off from them so that we didn't have to use up all of our savings. So in full disclosure, we weren't quite as prepared for that as we had hoped, but that's because we're trying to rebuild after Charlie losing his job. It set us back a lot. So we're a lot, we're very happy with the new AC unit. It's quiet. It's not a swamp in the house anymore. My clothes actually dry quicker in the dryer and outside of the dryer now. It's fantastic. So that's been a wonderful thing. In our garden, our tomato plants are on the edge of not producing anymore. The ones that are, the ones that we planted, I've got just a couple on there and they're not really wanting to turn anymore. So they've kind of, I think the heat's hit them hard enough to where they don't want to do anything at this point. So um, I doubt we'll get much more out of those. But the compost tomatoes, they are doing really well. I keep getting lots of little cherry tomatoes and things like that, or grape tomatoes. I don't really know what they are. It was, (laughs) again, just some of those that we threw in the compost pile, and they decided to take off. They're still producing like crazy. The um, San Marzano's that we transplanted from our garden last year into my other little kitchen garden, I've gotten like two or three good tomatoes off of them, but most of the other ones had in blossom rot. And now I know what to do for them. I've pre-made up some baked eggshells and I've ground them up and you can put them in vinegar solution and then dilute it with water and spray it on the plants. And that is supposed to help keep you from having that in blossom rot. So we will try that probably next year or maybe I will go ahead and try it because I still have some flowers on that plant. And then our other plants have pretty much burnt up. I think we got two eggplants. There's technically an eggplant on one of our plants right now, but it is a tiny eggplant and it's kind of got a funky spot on the bottom. So so the eggplants didn't do as well as we had hoped. I really had hoped that I could make some pizzas out of them, but unfortunately that didn't work out. Oh well. We've gotten a few figs. Most of the time a bird has gotten to them. That's Charlie's thing. I don't eat figs, so it's one of those things where I just know we've harvested a few here and there. 
but there's a bird living in the fig tree too, so I think they're just eating them up real fast. We've only got a few persimmons left on the tree. Those, of course, haven't ripened yet, but for some reason, our persimmons like to fall off of the tree before they have a chance to ripen. I, I don't know why. If anybody has any thoughts on that, let us know what you think. You know, how can we hold the persimmons? We start with a ton, and then they slowly all fall off. There are a lot of noises. Sorry, guys. That's what it's like out here in the backyard. Because remember, I record this in a little tough shed. And right now, I'm even having to leave the door open to keep an eye on the children. The muscadines look fantastic. They aren't ripe yet, but there are so many on the one fence row. The other we had to trim. I know we talked about that a little bit already, but the the one side that produces well is producing very well. You hear him? They, they're enjoying each other at the moment, which is good. We have only a few blueberries left, and by that I mean very, very few. Probably a handful, and it's not on our favorite bushes. We have the two different types. We have like the really soft fat ones and those have those are done. The kids ate everything they could eat, everything within reach and then the little tiny harder skinned blueberries. We have some of those over by our silver shed and our tough shed and they don't produce as well but they do produce and while they're kind of sweet, that skin is just pretty tough. So it's not our favorite ones to eat. And they they never produce a whole lot. There's a few left, but by a few, I literally mean like a couple handfuls probably. Our asparagus plants produced really well this year. We did get a few stalks out, and usually I would put it with the noodle beans and stir fry it up with some garlic maybe and some olive oil. They produced so well. Right now, they went to seed, so we want to, <laughs> we want to gather those seeds and then save them to get even more next year. Asparagus, I don't know. We planted some two years ago in one of those big cement pot things, and they've done great there. We hardly ever water them, so maybe they're like a drought-resistant plant. I don't know, because we... Again, I'm not good about watering those things. You think I would be because we walk past them every time we go in the backyard, but I don't. Um, we're still getting peppers. Jalapeno peppers are doing fairly well. The bell peppers are doing okay too. I think at this point, I haven't been super great about watering them every day like I was doing that and the fact that we were watering from overhead I think caused a lot of the minerals and stuff to deplete really quickly for those plants. So my hope is that we can do better about composting next year and getting that soil worked up and maybe getting um, more of a soaking method watering system, maybe a semi-automatic watering system, which is what we tell you guys to do. That That's on our plans and our hopes for next year, I I, I think. At least that is for mine. So for our livestock, our worms, they're getting kind of hot in Charlie's shed. Um, but they're still doing fairly well. The last time we went to harvest them to go fishing, there weren't as many big ones. 
So I think we need to move them out of their current location and get them somewhere where they, it's not quite as hot because they are in a bucket system and then they're in the shed, which the shed's never like terribly, terribly hot when you're in there. But if you're in a bucket inside of that and there's no kind, there's no really good ventilation, I think they're just getting too hot. So, but they're feeding well and they're still producing. So we'll see. Um, like I said, I think the next thing I'm going to do is go drag them out of there and put them in a shady spot, maybe under the carport or something like that. Our chickens are doing really well. The roosters are coming out as roosters. They are starting to kind of get some tail. The neck feathers, they're really pretty. I mean, I say they're tail feathers. Most of them got ate up the um, feathers. So if you, if the chicken breaks the feather off at the quick, like where it kind of starts to bleed early on in the stages, the feathers won't come in for that season. So the season of the bird. So there's <laughs> several roosters out there that doesn't, don't have the tail feathers like you would expect them to. Another funny thing about the coop for the chickens, I keep getting mockingbirds in the coops. So we took the metal, it's like a driveway shed, right? So we took half of that and created two pins and then we created a run outside and the once in the run I had a mockingbird and then once inside of one of the pins I had a mockingbird so and not only that but the roosters they're bad about chasing I, I think I mentioned this a second ago but the moose roosters have gotten pretty mean and there are a bunch of them they're more than I thought there were they're at least seven probably more I know I should know if I separated them enough to count better I probably could know at this point because again they are looking very rooster-esque at this point but with there being as many roosters as there are they're getting pretty mean and they're pre getting pretty aggressive um, not terrible yet we're not to the point where we have to do something I'm hoping they can grow out to be big enough to cook for stew or I might even start posting some of them on, you know, some of the homesteading pages and see if anybody really wants a rooster and if they'd be willing to buy one. And just a lot of people around in this area don't like to buy roosters if they want a rooster. If they want a rooster, they tend to either get straight run chickens or they'll swap but they don't usually buy roosters around here. That's just something that I've noticed. In the kitchen, I finally made some elderberry juice out of some elderberries that a friend had given me. I think it turned out relatively well. I almost did it long enough to where it was half the size of the water or that I had um, cooked it to concentration to about half. I could have gone just a little bit longer and it probably would have been better, but it was late and I was tired. Um, I did one very small jar with honey. I kind of had some honey left in a jar, in a glass jar. And so I just put some elderberry juice in with that honey and shook it up and called it good. Didn't really measure the honey out or anything like that. Just kind of went with it. And that's what um, Adelaide and I have been drinking in the mornings. And then I have a bigger one that I did with, that I sweetened with maple syrup. But I did not put enough maple syrup to make it very sweet. 
Jojo does not like the elderberry syrup that I made. It does not taste the same as the very sweet stuff that you buy at the store. I'm thinking that the fresh elderberries just have this particular taste and they're just not crazy about it. I did use a little bit of powdered ginger because I didn't have any fresh ginger and I did just a tiny bit of cinnamon because cinnamon it has some good medicinal purposes for you and some I think some minerals as well and ginger is for flavor and then I guess if it was fresh it would have had more health benefits but I don't know about the ground I just figured I'd give it a little extra taste so we've had the elderberry juice going in the kitchen. I've made some more tallow and I bartered, bar bartered, excuse me, I bartered the tallow for some kombucha. And this is some artisan kombucha that someone locally does. She loves to barter. She's always looking for people to come bring her stuff for her kombucha. So I did that and she made a berry collagen kombucha. It was very tasty, rather tart, but still very, very good. And yesterday I started working on learning to cook blue marlin. We were able to get some for free from a charity in the area and I cooked me some. Now for the family, our youngest is walking relatively well. She will walk and then fall. She's in that teeter-totter stage. And our oldest has some more wiggly teeth both those front teeth are wiggly now so she's lost the bottom and she has the two big ones on the bottom and the two top ones they're wiggly now so at some point she'll lose those she's starting to read some words charlie and i got out the letters after a friend sent us some magnetic letters and we put them in front of her and we would have her read like a phonetic sound like um oh ab right so a b and then we would put like a t with it tab and then we would put like r for rad and we would do that and she was able to read the words that way so we'll continue to work kind of like that but we're also i'm trying to have her learn the short vowel sounds currently and she's pretty excited because i told her that i would take her to the health food store to pick out some candy if she finished her short vowel sound poem so she's already begging me today to help her finish learning that but she's a lot like me so her short sound e and short sound i she keeps flip-flopping and if i'm being completely honest i do the same thing i have to literally go ah, eh, eh, or i do the eh and the eh mixed up and i can't remember which one's which so poor thing is a lot like me Moving on, Joe's doing great. He's had some apraxia moments again, like the last time, but it's not nothing too strenuous. Um, Casper, he's getting so big. Oh my goodness. He's looking more three-year-old than two-year-old, but I'm still definitely thinking of him like a two-year-old, and he definitely still loves to sleep in our bed. For that fact, both boys do. Um, I had two nights in a row where he didn't sleep in our bed, but it's because he was absolutely exhausted from playing out in the sun, and I fell asleep in the bed with him for a in order to get him to sleep. So, last night he was back in our bed. The whole family, minus myself, has gotten the stomach bug. Charlie currently isn't feeling well. He's not been sick, but he doesn't feel well. Um, hopefully he's able to go to work, but we'll see. 
Um, Adelaide also didn't get sick, but she didn't feel well yesterday and took tons of naps and rested a lot. Bella was the first one to get sick. She was sick on Monday, and then everybody else, it was yesterday. So that was probably because we all went to VBS this past week or, you know, any of the other reasons that you get a stomach bug. It's everywhere. So I'm waiting to see if I end up with it or if somehow I'm going to miraculously not get it. That would be great. So far, it looks good. So we'll see. Something new we're working on is custom wood burn signs. We've got a 3D printer that we're able to print almost anything that we can come up with on Canva or some other design system. We can print kind of up to a 12 by 12. There, there are some ways we can go bigger than that, but it's going to really depend on what can fit in our design box and things like that. So if you or someone you know needs a custom made sign, um, the first one we made was But First Coffee, but coffee was in Spanish, and it was for a friend of mine who was looking to have one made, and I was like, hey, we can do that. So we did that and had a little bit of income from that, <laughs> and we would like to keep that going, kind of get some more business. Um, so if you have something you want done, it can be like your address letters it can be you know but first coffee or a chicken sign just let us know we can see what we can do um we had kind of thought about doing a big special like pre-order thing where you could order any kind of sign you wanted for a smaller price to try to get a really good deal on a better laser etcher that we could even do with metal and stuff but unfortunately that sale ends today and we didn't get rolling with that with all the stuff going on because of the personal loan that we've had we are working a lot of extra jobs right now we've got an airbnb down the road that we've been working and mowing the grass for the airbnb down the road along with all of our stuff and Charlie's small engines picking up every once in a while. He had two engines he was working on last week and he got both of those completed. Um, if you like what you hear on the home on Coles on the Coast, you can support us by going to our website and buying us a coffee, which is really just kind of giving us a small donation to go towards our podcasting efforts. Um, we have some minimal costs, and if we want to continue to grow, have better uh, sound equipment where you can't hear every sound out in our yard, then we've got to generate some income. You can order a custom sign. You can email me about violin, cello, viola, or piano lessons, or you can contact Charlie Small Engines. That information's all on our website, and periodically we post stuff on our Facebook or Instagram. Um, this isn't about supporting us, but if you want to follow us, you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or Noster. I finally did a couple posts last night on Noster, and I'm trying to get that under my fingertips. If you are into freedom and not being censored, Noster is the place to go, especially if you like Bitcoin or other Satoshi style um, currency. Uh, you can use lightning on Noster and collect 
lightning money for the things you say on there. People give you pennies for your thoughts, and it's pretty cool. I've only kind of started on that, so if you do get on Noster, make sure that you come and say hi to me. That way I can follow you as a friend. I've only got a couple right now. I'm just getting started on it. With that, we shall end today. I hope everybody has a great week. Stay cool and keep growing.